You're listening to an Agronomy Minute hosted by Heritage Ag Solutions in Monmouth, Illinois. I'm Justin Alleman, and today we are back with Golden Harvest Agronomy Manager Steve Wilkins. And Steve, today I want to talk to you about one of the most critical time periods in the corn plant's life, and that's pollination. So fill us and, and the growers who are listening in on what we need to know about pollination and just really general crop plant health, corn plant health, as we um, approach the back half of the growing season. Thanks, Justin. Appreciate that. Pollination for the most part in central western Illinois is on the tail end. A lot of us have pollinated uh, in, in the past week or so, which is good because we've got some uh, some excessive heat coming our way. Uh, but now is the time to get back into our fields and to check the success of the pollination. The simple way to do that is you just take your ear, pull back the husks, tap it a little bit and you know, the fertilized ovules, those silks are gonna fall off. And the ones that maintain, you know, that's where we didn't get pollination to happen. And that's gonna give us a pretty good idea on where we stand now as we head into the grain fill process, as far as uh, what our kernel count is going to be. And that's really gonna now help basically set another level of what is our yield potential going to be as we head into um, the, uh, August and, and then into September. So a uh, one step closer in the leg of the race here when it comes to what our crop is going to look like this fall. Mm-hmm. And as you and I were talking earlier, um, usually after the fungicide pass, um, usually our management starts to lessen up and, and growers can take a step back. Um, but really, you said there's a lot of work that's yet to be done, right? Specifically looking at nutrient availability. Can you speak to that topic as it pertains to corn yield? Absolutely. So as we kind of get into what's maybe termed uh, the dog days of summer, and um, for most most of us, they're a little bit slower time period. Uh, your crop is anywhere but um, getting to a point where we can relax. And what I mean by that is, you know, as of today, and you know, our corn's pollinated, we still have somewhere in the realm of 20, 25, some might even argue up to a third of our nitrogen that needs to be taken up. Uh, nutrients such as phosphorus is taken up all season long. We still have about 50% of that to be taken up in the plant, which on average is going to equate to about one and a half to two pounds of phosphorus a day. And then we've got some other micros that are taken up as well. A couple of them that would be maybe a more importance um, would be something like um, copper, a few that we don't think so much about, but do have an important play in the plant. So, uh, for, you know, for those of us that continue to manage and manage aggressively, I think this is a great opportunity to get back in the fields, uh, pull some tissue samples, maybe you still want to pull a soil test. Um, a couple of growers that we work with this year are utilizing and pulling sap samples from the plant too, just to help us understand what's going on. Maybe what we'll find is you know, there's things we could still correct this year, more than likely, it would be additional planning for next year. If we see that we're really short or on, on the flip side, maybe we're, we're excessive on something too and we can reallocate um, our nutrition budget to some different uh, fertility um, options and things like that. So uh, we're never quite out of it with the crop. Um, we still got stuff to take up and it's just another good time to, to continually check where we're at and then what, if anything, we need to do or we need to change going forward. All right. Well, thank you. 
And at least in our area, and I'm sure this is widespread, the corn plant itself is generally shorter than in past years because of the dry uh, conditions we experienced earlier in the growing season. As we come into the harvest, would we expect that to affect yield? It's a great question. It's one of the uh, probably two most um, consistent questions that I've been getting from growers every single uh, day. And I think the the answer that I've kind of come to grips with is I'm not certain that we know. And if I can expand upon that, um, I say that because academic research has always told us that corn yield or the harvest index of a corn plant is somewhere in the ballpark of 50, 55% grain to 45, 50% stover. So from that standpoint, it would make sense that you know, a shorter plant potentially could yield less. However, that's not what we've always observed. We look back to 2012 um, in areas, low-lying areas of fields, plants are still shorter, um, huge mass fields. We looked to some other dry years, shorter crops. We still had some pretty consistent yields. Obviously, in the marketplace right now, there's a lot of talk about shorter statured corn. Um, you know, the, the, we're seeing yield potential with them as well. Um, so I'm, I'm on the I'm on the fence with, you know, making the claim that shorter corn would be in a yield reduction. What my eyes and ears have told me this year in 2023 is the kernel counts that we've seen on a lot of hybrids in many cases match or even exceed what we saw last year. So I still believe in many instances our yield potential is very, very good. I'm not certain it's going to be record but I think it's quite a bit better than a lot of growers potentially maybe have anticipated. So I'm of the mindset we probably took the extreme top end off, but on the whole, we still have a a set of products out there that are very capable of pretty high yields. Okay. And so you said that was one of the questions you're getting consistently. What's the other one? Uh, The other one revolves mostly around sunlight or lack thereof for that matter, uh, significant uh, issues this year with quality of light because of all the smoke and smog and wildfires. And this is another topic that a lot of growers ask about and quite frankly, um, when I've looked into it, has really surprised me on what I've seen and, and learned and, and, and talked with uh, peers across the industry on as well. So when it pertains to the haze and the, the wildfires and the lack of sunlight, you know, this could go down a rabbit hole, but you think um, the effects are minimal or significant and or kind of where are we at on that? Yep. Great question. What we've learned through previous years, we've had some of these issues and what a lot of academics have written this year is this is, could be a tale of uh, two different parts of the growing season. Um, so early in the season, the smog has certainly reduced our amount of sunlight but it's also increased what's called refractional light, which can actually help penetrate more light deeper into the canopy. So there's there's a mindset and there's a thought with valid research behind it that in the vegetative stages of our corn and even our soybeans life, this potentially could have been a positive. And I would say confidently, I don't think a lot of people think it was a strong negative. So I read that as neutral to positive. But now that we're in the, you know, we're transitioning from the vegetative stage to the reproductive, that changes. 
and poor quality sunlight has a significant negative effect on our plants as we go through the grain fill process, as we try to reallocate nutrients from the plant into the ear. We know cloudy days can really stress the stalk and our reserves in there. And I also would add with as dry as we were early, we did see a significant amount of potassium deficiency in areas uh, we've never experienced before. And even in situations where soil tests and whatnot would say there is no deficiency. So that source sink relationship when it comes to um, reallocating nutrients is gonna really get stressed here in the grain field period. These potassium issues are gonna hurt us as well as poor, potentially poor quality sunlight as we head into the grain field. So another reason to make sure if we haven't got our fungicides on, let's do that to help mitigate some stress. And if we continue to see this, I think we'll first see a little bit of continued tip back in the, in the kernel on the, on the ear. That'll be a good way to, to show what's going on. And then we'll have to be consistently um, looking at our plants, cutting our stalks down and looking at what's our pith look like as we head into the tail end of the grain process. All right. Well, Steve, as always, thank you for educating us as our growers and um, Golden Harvest customers out here in the countryside. Uh, we'll be back with future conversations. So listeners, if you have any agronomy questions as we finish out the growing season, feel free to email us at heritageagseeds at gmail.com. And on Golden Harvest website, as always, there are agronomy articles you can check out as well at goldenharvestseeds.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time.